Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hi, I'm Andy Levy, former Fox News and CNN HLN guy and current cable news conscientious objector. I'm a former libertarian who now sits comfortably on the left. Hi, I'm Danielle Moody, former educator and recovering lobbyist. But today I'm an unapologetic woke commentator on America's threats to democracy. And I'm producer Jesse Cannon, and I'm here to make sure things don't go too far off the rails. We're here to have fun, smart conversations with some of the most knowledgeable and entertaining people in politics, media, and beyond. Our goal is to try and make sense of our current crazy world, our new abnormal, and hopefully even make you laugh through the tears. Hello, and welcome to another Sunday bonus edition of the new abnormal. We thank you so much for being here. Today, we have an extra special guest with Matt Bennett of Third Way, who's doing their best to combat no labels plot to swing the election towards former president Donald J. Trump. But first, let's have some fun. Are you guys ready to listen to some clips? clips. Not really, but clip us. <laughs> Danielle, you know you love clips. I do. So while I promise we'll get to some other bullshit, if it stands the test of time for now, I'm going to bring you Trump's Monday speech. Let's go. Those people have no problem. If you want to challenge the result of an election, they hound you. Look what happened this weekend with two good people. They hound them and they scare them and they've, but we don't get scared. We don't get scared. I'll tell you what, I don't mind being Nelson Mandela because I'm doing it for a reason. Oh, no, you did not. No, you did not, Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to start the blood pressure off high for the job. Danielle, I got this. Please take it because, oh my God. Oh, I like I I have no words. I have no words. The fucking delusion. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's really just flying off the cuff with whatever somebody says around him. Like, you know, some idiot just walked up. and He's like, you know, you're like Nelson Mandela because they watched the documentary at some point. That's the only political prisoner they know. And they're just like, this will sound deep when I say it to the orange man. I wish that motherfucker would be in jail for over 20 fucking years. I wish that that would be the fucking case in a small goddamn fucking cell. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I hate I I hate I hate I hate him. (laughs) I have to tell y'all, this is going to blow your mind. No, it's not. No one has ever thought of this before. It's almost like no one in literature has ever alluded to what selfish bastards our country can be at times. Let's take a listen to what he's got to say here. This is on our business. Why are you doing that? He said, uh, Macron, nice guy. You know, look, he's for France. I'm for, I'm for us. I'm for us. You know how you spell us, right? You spell us, U.S. I just picked that up. Has anyone ever thought of that? I just picked that up. A couple of days I'm reading and it said us. And I said, you know, if you think about it, us equals U.S. Isn't it? Now, if we say something genius, they'll never say it. 
You know, we get 25, 30, 40, 50, 80,000, 100,000 people to speeches. They've never said Trump's a great speaker. Never said. I've never heard it. I said to my people, do you think they'll ever acknowledge I must be doing okay? Uh, except I'm a very handsome person, so I guess a lot of you want to sit. They want to sit and look at me because I'm so, like a beauty pageant. No, it's amazing. Oh my God. Just such a buffoon. <laughs> I, 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 I just. Oh my God. Has anyone ever said this? It's real genius. I think every fifth grader realizes, not third <laughs> grader. I, I really do think he thinks he's the first person who ever thought of that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure, thing. like, everyone around him was just like, that was. Oh, of course. He lives in this bubble of delusion. Like, do people not understand how fucking crazy it is? The shit that he is saying? Like, this is nuts. U.S., no one ever thought of that. We have since we could spell, motherfucker. Like, are you dumb? Like, not only are you not a genius, I think you may need help. <laughs> and then I start thinking, like, it'd be bad enough to be like that. But, Danielle, like you were saying, like, the people around him who have to sit there and go, oh, my God, sir, that's so genius. No one's ever thought of that. Like, imagine being that one of those people. Imagine having so little self-respect mm-hmm. that that's it. That's what you do with your life. And I just I, I can't think of anything sadder. I, mm. I really can't. At least Trump gets something out of this. You know, he gets fame and he gets the shit that he likes. Those people don't get jack shit. And they still just they ritually debase themselves every minute of the fucking day to be around him. And they get nothing and he he'll throw them under the bus whenever it's convenient for him. And they still do it. And there's just nothing sadder to me than that. What is sadder would be showing Trump his fucking courtroom sketches and saying, <laughs> like, asking him how gorgeous he is. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The other thing I think about, though, is like that they're always saying they're getting a unfair shake. They're always the victim. It's like he's literally like, why don't you acknowledge this genius thing I said? When it's the dumbest fucking thing possible. Why don't you acknowledge I'm a great speaker? I must be a great speaker. It's like uh, you tell a lot of people a lot of racist things they want to hear. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And not even in a coherent sentences. So there's that. God. Is this like Trump a palooza? Please, please tell me you have another. <laughs> I, I will audio. be honest with you. I had four in here, but then there was some. <laughs> oh my god! That like th- there were some other contenders that really got the best of this week. So on we go to. I also want to benchmark something else. There's a change in the Republican primary. Governor Meatball Rob DeSantis is now moving to try to be a tough guy. And let me tell you, I'm shaking in my four-inch cowboy boots. <laughs> October of 2020, that first debate with Biden, Biden beat him in that debate. And and that was really incredible that he allowed that to happen. But that's people remember that. I think that had a real significant impact uh, in the election. And we saw in Florida, Trump's numbers started to decline after that. So so he's got to show that 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 he can that he can do this. I think it's a different guy in 23 than he was in 2016. I think he was energetic, freewheeling back then. I think it was really about America first. Now, I think you know, he's on the teleprompter. Most of the stuff he's talking about is about himself and, and his issues. Uh, and that's not the inspiring message that's going to be able to win the day with the American people. But look, I think he should debate. And I'm willing to allow him to bring his teleprompter to the debate if that's what he wants to do. And we will just do it like that. Uh, but he should be on that stage in Miami uh, in subsequent debates. Uh, I will be there. Oh, Rob. 
Rob, 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 Rob. You know, it's been a week. So I forgot about Rob. I know. <laughs> I didn't know he was know. still trying to be president because he's such like he's so forgettable. <laughs> like God. I said, like he literally is so forgettable. Even that tacit like trying to punch at Trump is like, oh, did I land one? Did I land one? Am, am I saying the right thing? Did I go too far? Like you're such a punk, dude. Oh, you'll allow him to bring his teleprompter. We'll allow you to bring your high heeled boots. <laughs> I, I love that he's doing it all while still emulating Trump's speech patterns that he yeah. studied so hard to learn in 2016. It's like, dude, you're still mimicking this guy and you're trying to insult him. I know I'd, I may have said this about him before. I've definitely said it about other people before. I will. Nothing could happen to him that would make me feel sad for him. I, I guess that's not true, but. For the most part, nothing in his professional life could happen that would make me feel sad for him. But this is pathetic. This is just so pathetic. The wannabe tough guy act after not going after Trump at all, which is why he's part of the reason why he's nowhere in the polls is because he's spent this whole time propping up the guy who's leading the polls. And now he's decided, oh, I got to try this Hail Mary pass. It's, it's, It's so pathetic. Yeah, when he drops out, you will hear me blasting, dancing in the streets outside of my front yard uh, just to do a nice little celebration of his misery. <laughs> okay, so we've long known that, as Andy says, Jesse Waters is the stupidest man in cable news. But I got to tell you, what he said last night was really actually dangerous, and I want to mark it. And while all of this is going on, The FBI has been actively planting information against Donald Trump, doctoring emails and disseminating fake dossiers. The FBI used Biden to get revenge on Trump. They got a dirty politician elected so they could defeat a politician who caught them trying to frame him and fired their director. And now we have a compromised president in the White House being protected by a rogue gang of sick agents. And the American people are the real victims of this stupid inside game. Well, that was a bunch of things that weren't true. (laughs) So I guess Fox is not tired of lawsuits, yeah? They must have the deepest pockets ever because everything out of his mouth was a lie. Everything was directed at the FBI. And everything could be put up in a lawsuit. These people, I pray that Fox goes bankrupt. <laughs> I really do. I don't think the FBI could sue him. Yeah, why I don't not? think that the why? FBI can sue for defamation. I, I, don't, I don't think they would have. I think that's why he got away with it. Mm. I, I'm going to check with the ACLU on this. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if it could be done, the ACLU would have done it already. Somebody has to sue. <laughs> But you're right, Daniel, that that should be, we've seen that that's their vulnerability now. And I do wonder mm-hmm. if it's, he's like, oh, no, this is what I can get away with totally baselessly saying. And obviously he never does any interview and does anything to be held accountable. So he'll get away with it and keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, he's so dumb. I think he believes everything he said. He probably does. A, a producer probably like said that, cooked that up and he's like, excellent. Oh, love it. You're so disgusting. Like, I feel like every time you put do clips, I need to shower. And it is just. (laughs) Well, I got bad news for you because finally we're going to wrap us up. And I want you both to react to Britney Spears audition for The Notebook. What? Just kidding. We've seen enough horrible things. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, this is the only show where that would have been the fourth worst <laughs> clip. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Folks, I am very happy to welcome to the new abnormal Matt Bennett, who is one of the co-founders of Third Way, which is a national think tank that champions modern center left ideas and champions the values that I thought we all shared as Americans, which was opportunity, freedom and security. But over the last several years, Matt, that has not been the case. We are about to mark, I guess, in the upcoming month, a year out until what we can only say over and over again is the most consequential presidential election of our lifetime. Before we jump into the specifics, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about you have worked for a couple of administrations. You have been in politics and in policy for a long time. What makes this election, because we use the word consequential, we use the word historic a little too often that it no longer has the bite that it should. But in your mind, with your seasoned perspective on politics, what makes this upcoming election probably one of the most dangerous that we can expect? Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Danielle. And I couldn't agree more. We overuse the term most consequential of our lifetime. It seems like every cycle we say that. And we kind of mean it. But this time, I think we are in a category change where I believe the United States, the way that we think about ourselves as a nation has not been in danger like this since 1865. I think the only comparable moment to this was the Civil War. That is not to say there haven't been other very important presidential elections, but I believe that if this election goes wrong, that if we return Donald Trump to power, we are going to live in a country that will become unrecognizable to us in very short order. And so I think all of us who believe in democracy should be deeply, deeply worried about the outcome of this election. And it is incumbent on all of us to do everything we possibly can do to prevent that. When we bring up historical points, right, markers like the Civil War, like 1865, I did an interview the other day when somebody said that this feels right now like 1968. These are all markers in American history that are marred with violence, with bloodshed with a great divide that 
either tilted and, and what we can say about those past events pushed us further in our progress. This one though, Matt, for me, this moment feels like it is almost destined to push us light years behind where we've been. Am I wrong about that sense and that feeling? And I don't know for those that were alive in 68 that could say, no, we felt that this was the moment that was going to push us forward. My assumption is that it was no, right? That America felt like it was being broken wide open. So am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. I think that you've identified other hinge moments in our history. Well, in 1860, the hinge swung the right way. Thank goodness America elected Abraham Lincoln, and we moved the right direction. By 65, things were going sideways. But in 1968, the hinge swung the wrong direction. America elected a malign character to be president, and that turned out very badly for us with Nixon. Although I would argue that while Nixon was a bad president and a bad person, he did not hold a candle to Donald Trump in either respect. I think a second Trump administration would make the Nixon administration look like he was Abraham Lincoln. The the risk we face from a second Trump term is literally incalculable. We do not have the imagination to think through all that could go horribly wrong with a Trump too. And just to be clear, to kind of put a fine point on that before we start talking about no labels, is the fact that a second Trump administration would be the last presidential administration. And I don't think that we are talking about that fact enough, that this maligned, twice impeached, 91 charges, four indictments, sexual assaulter, former president of the United States is hell bent on quote unquote, finishing the job that he started. And what that means is January 6th, 2021 times a thousand. It means that there are no general Mattises in place. It means that they've touched the fence, know where it's weak, and will install the figures that will finish the job. And I feel like that point isn't being pressed hard enough and said loud enough. I would offer a thousand amens to that. I mean, there has just not been enough thinking about what that would all look like. We know episodically, those of us in politics have touched on things. His plan to gut the civil service, his awareness of basically how the levers of power work in the White House now, which is quite different than when he entered it in 2017. And I think most importantly, the sole emphasis that he places on having loyal lickspittle toadies around him rather than people like General Mattis. And that would be the true catastrophe. So let's talk about no labels. And the premise, as I understand it behind no labels, is this big, quote unquote, independent push that neither party stands for the American values. So we are not going to back either a Republican or a Democrat. We're going to put up somebody that has, quote unquote, no attachment to labels. However, their desire to do so, and we've seen this happen, we saw it happen in 2016 with a Jill Stein, that these elections are won by narrower and narrower margins. And so any third party or third 
position that has any type of weight behind it is a detriment, and it's usually a detriment to Democrats. So speak to that point. That's exactly right. So No Labels is a group that was formed about 12 years ago. For most of their history, they've spent their time focused on Congress. They've done some things that one could argue are useful in Congress. They put together what's called the Problem Solvers Caucus of Democrats and Republicans who pledged to reach across the aisle and work together. I would note that all of the Republicans in the Problem Solvers Caucus just voted for Mike Johnson, who is a radical extremist to be speaker. But leaving that aside, they were basically doing no harm until they announced last year that they were going to do this third party push for president. We could go deep if you want on why they're doing this or why they think Joe Biden is not a good enough president for a group that purports to be moderate. But the fact of the matter is they are pursuing ballot access for their presidential bid in every state. I have a friend in Wyoming who was solicited by them to to get on the ballot. So they're really not leaving any stone unturned anywhere. They're already on the ballot in 12 states, including three very serious battleground states, Arizona, Nevada, and North Carolina. And while there is absolutely zero chance that they will elect a president of their own, what they absolutely could do, to your point about Jill Stein, is serve as a spoiler. And there is no doubt who they would help as a spoiler, and it would be Trump and they would hurt Biden. I just don't see what their end game is. Am I just not getting it, Matt? Like, I don't understand why now you would think, oh, let's run a third candidate. Boy, I am with you on that. I think about this question every minute of every day, and I have not come up with an answer for why they think this is the right moment. As we started at the top, this is the worst possible moment for this. I mean, look, if the downside risk of a spoiled election were Mitt Romney becoming president, well, I'm a Democrat. I would be unhappy about that, but I wouldn't be lying awake at night in a panic because a Mitt Romney presidency would be bad for normal reasons, but wouldn't be a catastrophe. But now, with the risk that we face from Trump, doing this now is beyond irresponsible and reckless. It is absolutely mind-bogglingly destructive. The reason they claim they're doing this is because people are so unhappy about the prospect of a Trump-Biden rematch that they are demanding a third option. There are a million ways that we know that that just isn't true. Of course, some are unhappy and some would like a third option, enough perhaps to swing the election to Trump, but nowhere close to plurality of a three-way race. I mean, they're not going to win a single state, much less win 270 electoral votes. So it's very clear that the goal they've set for themselves, which is actually winning the election, not serving as a protest vote, but winning the election is impossible. And yet they persist. In, and I don't know why. It just is stupid. I mean, like, let's just say what it, what it is. It's stupid and it's dangerous. Two things that should never go together. And the fact is that, look, I believe that at some point in time, we need a multi-party system. I've always believed that. And I'm a Democrat. I believe that as the Republican Party has gone over the cliff to the right, like they're so right, they're in a circle. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that there is no two-party system. And so because of that, it is necessary that at some point in time, we expand beyond the binary in our politics. That being said, 
When the alternative looks like Hitler without a mustache, you and people are so angry and so tribalist at this moment that even coming together on somebody who you're saying, you know what, what's the difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump? Well, one actually believes in democracy. The other one is saying that they will be your retribution. And by they, he means white people. So like, I don't know how you make the case right now, Matt, that not only is this stupid and ill-timed, that it is incredibly dangerous given the stakes. I share your view on all of that. And starting with the need for another party, if the Republican Party remains in the thrall of right-wing populists who are, as you point out, in many cases, incredibly dangerous, many of them racist, the, the people running the Republican Party right now are bad people and do not believe in American government. If that remains, we need a third party eventually. We need a center-right party that are responsible, good people that believe in governing, that disagree with you and me on tax policy, but are decent people that can manage to run the country when they're elected to do so. However, No Labels is going about this exactly the opposite of what they should be doing. What they should be doing is trying to build another party from the bottom up, running people for low-level positions, even for Congress. I mean, there are independents in Congress. You could see an independent faction in Congress actually having an impact that could be very valuable. But instead, they've gone after this through the lens of a presidential race. And that's precisely the wrong way to do it, because there is absolutely no way to win. And the only thing you can do is put your finger on the scale for the worst possible outcome, which is Trump winning. I find it exhausting, Matt. <laughs> like The question that I have for you is just, you've been doing this a long time. And look, I am a staunch Democrat. I have my critiques and criticisms of Joe Biden. Would I ever think to myself, I'm not voting for Joe Biden in 2024? No. Did I think about it in 2020? Not after he became the nominee, because I understand exactly how important our elections are. What is it that Democrats need to articulate? Because I mean, for the love of God, I just named out what Joe Biden is running against. The man doesn't even have time to pay attention to the needs of the American people because Donald Trump is in four courtrooms and is spinning his wheels, trying to grift as much as possible from his base so that he can pay his lawyer's fees. So when you have that laid out in front of you, the literal worst person ever to run for president, I just don't know what else Democrats can say. I don't know what other tap dance they do in order to create a level of consciousness and fear in the American public that you actually don't have a choice right now. Yeah, I mean, look, you and I are professional Democrats. We spend all day thinking about this stuff and we came to the blindingly obvious conclusion that you just articulated. But Unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there, either because their lives are busy and difficult and hectic or because this doesn't interest them, that haven't come to that conclusion. And so what you see, and the reason we're so alarmed about this, is that Biden's, his floor, the floor of his support is very squishy, which is to say, in a head-to-head -head race against Trump, a lot of people will vote for him who, if they're given a third option, might peel off to them. Meanwhile, Trump's floor, as we know, is rock solid. Once you decide you're for Trump, you don't leave him. 
And thankfully, Trump's ceiling is also pretty low. It's hard, but it's low. He can't really get above 47%, whereas Biden's is not. So in a head-to-head race, unless something big happens between now and next year. I want you to knock on wood. I want you to rub a rabbit's tail as you just said (laughs) A lot of shit can go sideways. But let's just pray to whatever God you pray to that that doesn't happen. And if we get a head-to-head race, Biden wins because the Biden campaign will have a billion dollars and it will remind people that Trump is a terrible human being and a horrendous president and can never be allowed near the White House. And I think in a head-to-head race, that'll be enough, even though it'll be very close. But if you give these soft Biden voters, the people who don't love him but would vote for him against Trump, somewhere else to go, a small but significant percentage of them will peel away. And and you made this point earlier. That's what happened in 2016. One of the most remarkable data points on this is, of course, in 2016, Trump won Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, the three blue wall states that to our horror collapsed on Hillary in 2016. And then in 2020, Joe Biden won all three of those states, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Amazingly enough, Trump's share of the vote in all three states rose between 2016 and 2020. Why? Because there were no third-party candidates the second time around, and Biden's share of the vote relative to Hillary's rose more. So it gives you a very clear idea of how important it is that this be a two-way race for us to be able to win. I mean, only time will tell. I think that one of the things that make me nervous, right, is the last statement that you said, which was just like, if all things hold. And I think that in all honesty, October 2023 does not feel like October 2022. So I can only friggin' imagine what the hell October 2024 is going to feel like. And so I do believe that we're going to witness a lot, see a lot and go through a lot as a country. And I don't know if we're going to be dragging ourselves over the finish line is basically my thought. And if we are able to drag ourselves over the finish line with Biden, like what shape, what tatters will we be in? I guess will be a question for another day. Matt, I appreciate you, the work that you do and for making the time for the new abnormal. Hope to have you back as we traverse this dangerous terrain. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Hope you enjoy checking out this episode of the new abnormal. We're back every Tuesday, Friday and Sunday. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend and keep the conversation going. This podcast is a Daily Beast production with production by Jesse Cannon and Shane Miss Calder. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.